When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Hello, everybody. I'm Don McDonald, and Tom Cock is hanging out over there. It is uh, a Saturday, if you're listening to this live, and we are here to do something incredibly important. So important. You probably don't even realize how important, because it's a topic you don't want to talk about. And that topic is money. Because you don't want to talk about it for a variety of reasons. One, it's not... You know, it's not polite to talk about money and, you know, mixed company, or it's just so confusing and complicated, or you've got some weird ideas and you don't want to share them because you're afraid we're going to make fun of you or, or whatever it might be. So, Hey, here's an idea. Let's talk. Let's chat about your money issues. Let's make it better and easier to discuss money. 855 855- 935-TALK is our telephone number. That's 855-935-8255. I know you got a lot of things to talk about today, but i got, I got to bring this up because this is the forecast a lot of people have been waiting for, right? It's not the weather forecast. Ooh, wait, we're predicting it's, something? Yeah, it's not the weather forecast. <sighs> it's not the economic forecast. No, this is the forecast, the projected long-term price of... Bitcoin. Ah, uh, this <laughs> this is oh, serious geez. stuff. This is oh, have I got Bitcoin stuff for you today? <laughs> this, is, oh. this is very serious. Yeah. I want you to pay close attention. Yes, because uh, there's okay. a prediction on a, a thing called fair market model based on Metcalf's law. I'm sure you're very familiar with Mr. Metcalf and his law. Um, but using that, is it, is it a law really? I don't know. I hope I don't get arrested for it. But uh, but using Metcalf's law. There's a commodities portfolio manager at TCW Group that is now out with his prediction. He says Bitcoin over the next 100 years, 100 years, that's a long forecast, by the way. I'm not willing to go past about about three minutes from now. (sighs) I'll give you my (laughs) 100-year forecast. Go ahead. It's not going to matter to the two of us. That's one thing. Uh, Bitcoin over the next 100 years will produce an annualized return of 1.1%. 1.1% a year for Bitcoin. Does that make you feel better? And was this written on a piece of paper? It's, it just believes everything he reads, right? I don't know. Yeah. You know, because it's it's just about worth the price of the paper it was written on. <laughs> and uh, um, and I look, I looked up Metcalf's law. Yeah. It states that the financial value of a telecommunications network it has to do with networks. Yes, is proportional to the square of the number of connected users to the system. Yeah, so he based the price of Bitcoin on basically the saying it's of the people. square of the number of people yeah, who use right. Bitcoin. That's right. You're exactly well, right. Well, all right. I, I I can do stuff that's a lot easier to understand than that. Okay. A couple of things. There was a great article in the New York Times about now. You remember China not so long ago banned Bitcoin mining in China. For a variety of reasons, because they couldn't control the uh, wanted, the supply. They, they, I and, think they didn't want to scar and, the hills plus, anymore, right? They wanted to keep things looking nice. Well, yeah, 
Kind of. Well, when you think about it, I mean, they do have to mine coal to make the electricity. So in a roundabout way, you're kind of right. Because Bitcoin mining sucks down electricity like it was going out of style. But this article was fascinating in that China, Chinese businessmen, in quotes, are building Bitcoin mines and they're building them in close proximity to major U.S. server farms like Microsoft's or adjacent to U.S. military bases. Hmm. You kind of wonder, and, and the New York Times wondered this too, could they be using those to spy? Hmm, maybe. But I've got some other interesting facts about the Chinese server farms and about Bitcoin and its actual costs. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. We're talking money and all the weird things people do with money, and we want to talk with you at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. We mentioned before the uh, break that the Chinese are building server farms all over the country to create Bitcoin. And that got me wondering, because they said that this one server farm in Cheyenne, Wyoming, immediately adjacent to a U.S. Air Force base, where they have nuclear bombs, hmm. uh, that this place was would use the power of 55,000 homes. The equivalent of, of to powering electricity in 55,000. Yeah, for 55,000 yeah. homes. So I got to be curious. I'm thinking, what is the electrical cost? Just the electrical cost. We're not talking about the cost of the server farms or any of the ancillary costs there. What is the electrical cost of a single Bitcoin? Do you have any I have idea? No idea. How many kilowatt hours? I don't know. It's well. It turns out it's eleven thousand dollars worth of electricity oh. to make one in Bitcoin. Cheyenne. That now, could what be is, a lot different somewhere else. Yeah, but no, that's an average oh, nationwide. Okay. All right, average. That was an average nationwide. So that means it's that's wasting basically because it's the, the the what the computers do is just wasting energy just because they want to they want it to make it they want to make it very hard to get bitcoins. So they're wasting $11,000 worth of energy to get a Bitcoin that is worth, okay, right now, $26,000, $27,000, somewhere in that range. But let me give you a couple of interesting facts. The U.S. government makes money, too, right? They print it on presses. Yes, they do. Well, to print 26,876 single-dollar bills yeah. would cost $1,400. Wait, so you- <laughs> Far less than 11000 that's arbitrage. I mean, you should now, call the Chinese and say, I'll split the difference. 
I don't know. <laughs> so that $11,000 worth of energy will make one Bitcoin. Yeah. Now, can you see Bitcoins? Do, can you see them? Are they tangible? Can you hold them in your hands? So. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. What is another energy-intensive manufacturing activity? There's one that uses a lot. They talk about it all the time as being one of the most energy-intensive manufacturing operations in the world. And it happens a lot here in the Northwest, by the way. A lot. Because you have cheap mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. They make aluminum yes, they there, do. right? Yep. They turn bauxite into aluminum. Right. Well, the current cost of creating aluminum would mean that that $11,000 worth of energy that created one intangible Bitcoin will create 360,000 pounds of aluminum. It's just getting just wackier. Come on. What's a better use of our electricity? And we talk about global warming and we want to be energy independent, and yet we let people mine stupidity. And that's really what Bitcoin is. There was another article in the Wall Street Journal that talked about how Bitcoin was basically being used only for criminal activity. And, oh, by the way, Bitcoin was being used to fund Hamas. It has come up in the last few It was days, a way yes. to get around sanctions. Yeah. Bitcoin is is really, again, I want you to think about this logically for a moment. If you have a $26,000 Bitcoin and you want to go out and spend it today, where can you spend it? I'm serious. Think about that. Where and can you spend it? how hard is it to turn it into dollars? I just had somebody call me and say they had, I forget how many hundred Bitcoin, and they were worth $10 million. I said, okay, call me when you have yeah, the $10 million. But it's, it's going to cost you, I mean, at, at, at retail level, it's 8 or 9 or 10% in fees to turn Bitcoin into dollars. This this all is a and now I just can't get over the stupidity. And now that SBF is behind bars, it's probably going to be more expensive, right? Oh, Sam Bankman, yeah. Sam Bankman. I call him SBF. I forgot his name we're now. On our first initial I, basis. So your buds, you read the book. <laughs> I'm almost done. It's been a great read. It's everybody should read that book. What's the name of the book? I don't remember, but it's by Michael Lewis. I should remember that. So it's We are sure getting old. <laughs> 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Let's get started on the phones. Craig, you're up. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, Craig, what's up? Hi, Don. Hey, I, I uh, have a grandson who's six years old, and he's been diagnosed with uh, autism. And he, mm-hmm. uh, I, I started a 5.9 plan for him when he was born, but I've recently heard about the ABLE plan. And I have the your 529 through Utah, and they don't have an ABLE yeah. plan. Do you have an ABLE plan that you recommend? Tom, I, I, I can't think uh, of any. But, I don't. Uh, I mean, I know Florida has, uh, they, like several states have them. Uh, hold on. Yeah. Um, this is this. It's, it's interesting because just to let people know, a fi, it's a five twenty nine designed for disabilities yeah. to pay the expenses of someone who is disabled, and it hasn't come up. I don't. I think we may have talked about it well, one other time. Yeah, a long time ago. But we really have not had the time to do the research into able. So I'm going to actually ask our listeners if maybe they've dealt with one. That has been uh, been you know that has low expenses that has the kinds of funds we'd like to see in it 
because I am drawing a blank. I'll do some research, though, and I promise you I'll have something that I'll, I'll share on the uh, program or the podcast with you in the not-too-distant future. Now, one other thing that you need to remember about that lovely 529, Craig, is that whatever you put into there, even if your grandson does not end up going to college or any other education establishment, is the $35,000 that can be put into a Roth for his retirement which will be a very, very big deal, uh, it, particularly if he's not able to save a lot throughout his adult life. So, and, uh, and But let me do some research. go to another family and? member as well, that 529. That's yeah, true, so too. Those are options. That's true. I hope that helps. So, Craig, let me do some research, and we will. We, I promise you we will find something that looks pretty darn good. Don, thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. You're by very welcome. Way, Thanks for calling. By the way, the book is yes, Going sir. Infinite by Michael Lewis. Going infinite. That's a good book. I don't think that's I don't think that's Lewis's best name, but because uh, it doesn't it's not mem- Moneyball. No, How no, memorable that is that name? That's a great perfect. name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Something Blindside. Yeah, right. See, nice. Okay. Boom. All right. Well, he's getting old. Eight five five nine three five. Talk, Leon. You're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hello. Hey, Leon. Hey, Hello. how's it going? What's up? Hey, um, good. Uh, great. First of all, I want to thank you guys for the show. Really, um, I listened to Clark Howard and uh, got your ad and so glad that I listened to your podcast. Um, so my question is, uh, I just want to get you guys' thoughts. I, I recently rolled over my old four, employer 401k into Vanguard of about 100000 to have better investing options. And I was wondering your thoughts are for someone who is my age, uh, which is 30, to be invested in about 70% VOO and 30% AVUV. Um, I wanted to keep that portfolio simple as to not complicate things, but I'm open to suggestions. Um, also, given the size of my account, should I consider rebalancing annually? Um, I haven't done this before, so I'm not exactly sure what the process of rebalancing a portfolio looks like. Uh, so what is an example of that? Well, first off, let me start with the with the portfolio that you laid out. VOO is the 500, the S&P 500, and AVUV is a small cap fund. Uh, what you are, you're, you're, you have a glaring hole in your portfolio, and that is international. What I would suggest is you switch from from VOO to VT along with AVUV. That's going to give you a better rounded portfolio. And as for rebalancing, I need to have you hang on for just a minute, and Tom will discuss rebalancing strategies here on Talking Real Money. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Hello again. Welcome back to our little get-together that we call Talking Real Money. I'm Don. That's Tom. Our phone number, 855-935-TALK. We have Leon on the line, and Leon has a portfolio, and he's wondering about, Tom, the best way to rebound. Yeah, now you made a very good point, first of all, to add in the international. So now you've got a little more balance between U.S. international, big and small stocks. That's great. I did not hear how old you are, Leon. Uh, I'm 30. Ah, okay. So no bonds is just fine. You're going to go up and down. I mean, here's the thing you got to remember in that portfolio. (laughs) You may wake up and that 100,000 could be 50,000. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I took your guys' risk quiz as well, too. And I'm really open to, you know, the risk. I'm okay with ups and downs and whatnot. So I'm okay with, you know, if it were to drop 50%, uh, I'm okay with the aggressive growth and all that. 
Okay, cool. so if cool. you're going to do the 70% in VT, 30% in AVUV, that's okay. I think that works. Now, you mentioned something about adding money to the IRA. Is that something you're planning to do? Uh, the Roth IRA? No, the, the, the aforementioned rollover. Is that going to just sit there on its own, or are you going to be adding funds to that? I'll be sitting there. Okay, so here's how I would handle it then. I would either on my birthday or on the first of the year. Rebalance. Every year on Tom's birthday, send a present. <laughs> and there's a list online. From the rebalancing. It, don't, don't get cheap on me this year, Leon. Come on. Uh, so every year, <laughs> once a year, I would simply say, okay, we got to go back to the 70% in VT, 30% in AVUV. Sell, make your sales, make your buys, and get on with your life. Makes sense. So, yeah. So I guess the, my confusion is the the process of just rebalancing. Um, let's say, you know, next year, um, how, how does that work in in the brokerage program in Vanguard? What does that do? I sell some to make sure I balance back to seventy thirty. Mm-hmm. That's yes, know, two, two, yes, five. yes. What you do is you take you look at your portfolio and you see what your balance has become. Let's say, for example, the uh, the the VT, which is the the larger company generally fund uh is now 72 percent, and your uh your small cap didn't do as well and it's down to 28 what you would do is sell enough to to bring them back to that 70 30 so you'd sell some of the vt and you would put those dollars into avuv gotcha gotcha okay perfect well, it so forces for you it forces you to sell high and buy low in an automated way that is very disciplined and easy for people if they make it a regular thing on, as Tom said, his birthday every year. <laughs> and here's the other thing it does in addition to that. We're going to call it National Rebalance that. Day. i got to have something. And here's the other thing it does is it then it keeps people from making mistakes that think, I built the 70-30 and they don't do anything about it because if you do nothing about that, then the, it will be wildly out of balance in five to ten years. You will have completely the wrong ratios, and that's really more important when you have stocks and bonds. But even in this case, you want to have that proper sort of asset allocation. So I think an annual rebalance uh, is going to be reasonable. Vanguard is going to be a great place to have that money, and good for you for saving and getting out there and doing it right at age 30. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for the call, Leon. We do appreciate you. 855-935-TALK. Next up, Kathy. It is absolutely positively your turn on Talking Real Money. Hi, Kathy. Uh-oh. Kathy? That does not sound like Kathy unless her voice has a terrible buzzing sound. Could be tonsillitis. Could be. I'm Laryngitis. not a doctor, but could be. Um, I did do some looking uh, during the last break, and... That uh, looks like there's a pretty decent. It doesn't look like it'd be my favorite if there's a lot of competition, although I'm not finding a lot of competition. Uh, I found that uh, Fidelity does have a, an ABLE plan. They call it their attainable oh. plan, but it is under the ABLE. And they have various portfolios pre-made. that they have pre-made for you. What kind of funds uh, do they of, use? Uh, various risk. It doesn't, I, I, I didn't find those yet. Okay. Uh, they, have, they have everything from a money market to a multi-asset index, to an aggressive growth. I'm thinking the multi-asset index probably is going to sound like the best because it looks like they have some actively managed funds in the others because of the expense ratios of those going up to 0.86. So I'd look at Fidelity. It's a place to start, but we'll keep looking too. 
Tom and Don are talking real money. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Every Saturday, it's two hours of only the good stuff, the money stuff. Seriously. I mean, there are other things you can listen to, but really, what makes the biggest difference in your life? I'm, you know it's money, and you know you don't know. I was gonna so say, that's why you need to listen to the show. Love. Oh, oh. I was going to say love. But... Money. Okay. Well, my dog money. loves me. Well, particularly as we get older. Particularly as we get older. I mean, if talk, to, talk to older women, and I'm not saying how old older okay. is, and say, would you marry for oh, love or money oh, now? Oh, boy, this is getting ugly now. I'll tell you what. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? The I know my wife. She said money. Money. Thank. She goes, thank God you're finally making some. I don't have to leave you. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, man. Hang in there. I mean, really, you know, there were there was a little bit of time there back in aught eight and the oh, like boy. when I thought you know, that, mm. you know, I was going to be a street person. Amen. So thank you all for allowing me to make a living again. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. And Kathy is gone. Okay, then. William is yep. next. Hi, William. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Money or love, William. you got to tell us. Oh, money or love, William. Oh, money. Wait a minute. Yeah. Money. William went for money too. Okay, pretty much that's everybody then. Male or female, oh, yeah, one it's vote money. Means everybody? Okay, fair enough. I'm telling you, it's everybody. William, you have somebody in the car with you. What's their vote? Uh, Shannon being she's 56 and I'm 59, I think I'm going to marry for money. That leaves me out of money. the equation. Money. Okay. <laughs> that's that too. All right. What can we do for you to help you to help your relationship so you have more money, William? <laughs> yes, I need help. That's for sure. Uh, Fifty-nine. Well, and that's I have, what we're I here for. You guys, for a long time, and uh, and I have Vanguard accounts, thanks to you folks. And my my question is diversification. So I have a small cap fund, I have a mid cap, and then I have the international. And and my question is, and then I have a the uh, the blend, the uh, sixty forty, all in Vanguard, the low the low funds. I think they call them the star funds. I don't have it right in front of me. Um, my question is being 59 if i think i do not have enough in bonds and more in the equities what's your opinion on that my opinion is we don't know because we don't know you but my opinion also is at 59 you should have a plan that tells you number one at retirement how much am i going to need number two how much am i saving how much do i have and how much risk do i have to take to get to retirement and through retirement Don and I manage our portfolios a certain way because that's we've figured out that here's how much we're trying to make. Here's the volatility we're mm-hmm. willing to accept. And here's kind of mm-hmm. what we need when they finally come and take the microphone away from us. That is what we're working on. And you should have Adam, the same. They'll have to pry it from my cold, dead hands. Uh, anyway, uh, and you, you, the, here's the thing. You have you have a you have a portfolio with an excellent fund group, but okay. you still have a hodgepodge. Yep. You have yeah. a plan-free portfolio. So you okay. got to do a couple of things. As Tom said, you got to figure out what you need in retirement, but then you have to figure out what your risk profile is. Once yeah. you figure out how much you need in retirement, that's going to tell you how much your portfolio is going to need to make over a certain period of time. And then you layer on top of that your risk tolerance, which yeah. tells you whether or not you have to take more or you should take more or less okay. risk okay. than you need. Well, let me... Um, uh um, state one thing is so I'm a working stiff and I have two defined pension plans through my job so I can be a little more riskier with this 
money here. I won't need it till I have to start doing the RMDs at, what is that, 71? Well, first off, let me just throw a little thing out to Shannon. Uh, Shannon, he's doing fine, dear. He's, he's doing fine. Just stick with him. He's doing okay. Uh, but again, it still lacks a plan. It's okay. sort of like saying, okay, you know, I'm, I got time. You really still need to know where it needs to be. And the key is, and it's really not hard. It's not hard. We just don't like doing it. Sit yeah. down at a table or a desk and okay. calculate, really truly think, okay, when I retire at 70 or 65 or whatever it is, yeah. here, write it down on a piece of paper. Here are what my expenses, here's what I expect them to be. Do some research on what Medicare is going to cost you, on what yeah. housing might cost, throw some inflation in, and then run these numbers and then look at the assets you have and say at 4% per year or at 5% per year, how much yeah. income will these generate? If you okay. have appropriate income, then you may not want to take a lot of Amen. risk because you don't need to. Yes. See, it's what I only want to take risk that I need to take. Yeah. I don't want to take risk just because I can, because yes. why? Unless the unless the goal is to win the rich lottery, which somebody won on Wednesday, by the way, so you're not gonna win the Powerball thing. Uh and 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 so you know, don't it's not a race. Thanks for the call. Don and Don are talking real money. Do me a favor. Grab your latest investment statements if you know where they are. How many do you have? A lot? How many different investments are in each statement? A bunch? Do you own individual stocks, bonds, sector funds, and stuff you don't understand? Yeah, I thought so. I'm Don McDonald, and I'm pretty sure you have a case of hodgepodgeitis. But don't worry, it's not terminal and can be cured. But it takes three things. A bit of time, some fiduciary guidance, and a plan. There's a problem, though. Most financial advisors can't or won't provide any of those. That's where we come in. Tom and I will provide you the help you need to overcome hodgepodgeitis in a free, no-obligation meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. So scan or take a picture of all those pages you gathered, then go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on Meet an Advisor, and set up a free appointment online or by phone when it's convenient for you. Let us sort through the mess and help you get started on a better, simpler future plan. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Well, during the break, Tom decided he's going to retire and just start refing for a living. <laughs> yeah. He'll be happier. Yeah. Are there a lot of six-year-olds? And you know, I there? won't have to pry the mic. <laughs> exactly. uh, oh, are you doing refing for six-year-olds? That's about where we're headed. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. In the pink outfit, eight five five. Do you have a pink I ref do. outfit? It's the, it's the Barbie kit. Say it properly, please. Uh, I'm sorry. It actually is called no, that? I made that up. But. I don't believe it. Okay, I thought you might. 855-935-TALK. Remember that number because that's how you call us like Race did. Hi, Race. Welcome to the show. Hello. Race. I'm here. Hello, Race. Cool. What's up? Yeah, what's what's going? Oh, wow. I was just listening to the saving-based uh, plan. That's incredible. Uh, I have a question for you. So I am uh, 65 years old. I'm working. I have a pretty good, I feel, a pretty good-sized portfolio. I'm currently in a 401k plan, which I'm having all of my money go into a Roth. But I'm starting to think maybe that I should just have it be in, like, traditional money because uh, I'm, getting, I'm getting kind of killed in taxes every year. And I thought... I'm just trying to. I understand the benefits of a Roth because long term, but 
currently I'm just getting whacked pretty hard because I, I make a pretty good salary and probably will work for another one or two more years. Just wanted to get your thoughts what's on your, that. What's your, what's your tax rate currently? Do you know? I think it's 28 22 uh, It's over yeah. 20 yeah, I mean, this is the argument, right? Because basically, the bet you're making of either putting in pre-tax now and not paying tax on, and paying tax on that money later, versus paying tax on it today and taking it out free of charge, free of taxes later. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you are over the twenty percent in the twenty percent or higher bracket, I would be doing pre-tax. Yeah, I got to tell you, here's my philosophy: if and, and and this is me personally. I know that I'm making more money now than I'm going to need to live on in retirement. I've d- I've run the numbers every which way. Yeah, and so I am pretty confident I'm going to be in a lower bracket in retirement. So therefore, I'm going all pre now. Um, although I have done a Roth, you know, just a little one once in a while, uh, an IRA, which is another way to do it. You do your 401, and then you pick up a couple of little Roth IRAs along the way. Or do the backdoor right. Roth if you're right. not Roth eligible. Or if you're too much. If you're making too much, you do the backdoor Roth. Yeah. yeah I, but I, I, I would go pre. I would go pre. I really okay. would. Okay, so here's my last question, so, and I apologize. How about the allocation, no. like 60-40, uh, 70-30? Um, any thoughts? If Refer to the previous you caller. Don't know me Refer to the previous call. <laughs> you will never. No, we don't I, know you. We can't tell you that because we don't know you well enough. What rate of return do you need on your money to retire properly? Uh, right now, like 5%, you know, maybe. Well, then, yeah. you know, maybe 50 50, 60 40. I don't know. Probably gets you there. Yeah, go, go for well, first thing. Go take our risk quiz, okay. it's free. You don't even get contacted. It's not like, you know, you're going to get sold anything. It's free. It's at talkingrealmoney.com. Take that. And then as we told the previous caller, sit down. You got it. You got to start on it. If you think it's going to be about 5% per year, look at your portfolio and say, okay, today, if I retired today, would it be able to generate enough money for me to live on? If so, then my risk, my risk profile is about where I am now. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you for your, thank you for your good time. Luck. Good, good call. You're very, very welcome. Thanks for calling. You know, we didn't calling. mention one other thing and in that call really it, quick. What? It's a good idea in retirement yes. to have money pre-tax, Roth, and brokerage, because then when you go to draw on it, you draw from different tax you get buckets, choices. if you will. So, yeah. Yeah. You can start with the brokerage, yeah. which gives you no big tax advantages unless it's an ETFs. Then you go to your RMDs later from your IRA, and then you leave the Roth till the very end, kind of as the backup quarterback. Or a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, too. You can do that, too, depending on Last where you are resort. for taxation. So. Yeah. Thanks so much for calling. And uh, Randy, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Long pause. Silence. Hello, Hello Randy. Yeah. I heard you make a noise, yeah. so I know you're there. What's up? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, not much. Uh, I uh, listen to you guys at night. I, I uh, drive from Omaha to Kansas City on a line haul job, truck driver. And uh, I started listening to you guys, and I was listening to Clark Howard, and that's how I got on to you guys. And uh, I Thank you, Clark. I got, uh, <laughs> you betcha. You betcha. Um, I got... Uh, a little bit of money in a, in a, a Roth IRA that I've rolled into from my individual retirement account. And uh, and I'm with Woodbury Financial, 
uh, and I met up with a kid in, uh, across the river there from Omaha on Council Bluff. And, uh, we, uh, and I was kind of wondering what you thought of some of this stuff that I was, uh, sure. Give us a couple uh, of funds. Tell us, uh, tell us what you have, sir. Uh, well, uh, it's, uh, the actual, uh, stuff that it's invested in is what you're talking yeah, um, give us a couple yes, of sir, them. Yes, sir. That's it. Yes. Be able to tell. Uh, yeah. Uh, how about uh, BlackRock uh, ETF uh, trust in carbon transition readiness? Um, Holy moly. Okay. Wow. Another one. Give me another this one. This is funky stuff. Give yeah. Give us another one. Okay. Uh, BlackRock ETF TR World uh, EX US carbon transition. This is all um, ESG, it sounds uh, like to me. Wow. Okay. okay. Do you have... Okay. Yeah, g- d- I, give me the yeah. symbols you have for them. So I'm, I'm going to do a little okay. look. And, do you have symbols? Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, like uh, an MSCI uh, KLD 400. Social, no, no, no. The ticker ETF. of the actual fund. Oh. Just the ticker of... The, it should be a five okay. or four digits or three three. it's an etf it could be three is it like this one security identifier um that could be inclusive but um okay so wait a minute i found the i found the msci kld 400 is that what you have uh the kld um trying to look here um i'm trying to find uh, these products uh because they're kind of eclectic yeah, the QSUP is uh, zero nine two. No, don't give me the don't give me the QSIP. That's no good. <laughs> no, I find that. you yeah. have to pay a huge okay. fee to to be able to look up QSIPs. We're not going to okay. look those up. There. Okay. Yeah, the four hundred. Yeah, that's what that is. The MS KLD four hundred. Okay. So yeah. let me ask you a question because so far the three funds you've given us are all yeah. ESG funds, environmental, okay. social, governance. Is this what you okay. told your advisor you wanted to do? Uh, no. He's he's just uh, running it for me, basically. He's kind of, I just kind of um, okay. dreamed some money and said, you know, see what you can do. But we've we've lost money. Um, well, yeah. Mean, like, um, here's another important question. I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah. Randy. Um, no. It's just that that stupid time factor. Does yeah. this advisor charge you an annual fee? Uh, see, and that's the part I don't know. And that's, that's one All right, thing you've got to ask that. Yeah, yeah. This is not a friendship. Remember, this is not a yeah. friendship you have with any yeah. advisor. You yeah. must know what you are being charged for this portfolio. Okay. The other thing yeah. I would ask is why? Why is this portfolio created the way it is? What is, a, what is it about this portfolio that he or she believes is in your best interest? Please get those those questions answered. The other thing you might want to do is go to Talking Real Money and download our advisor interview form. It's at talkingrealmoney.com slash help. Download that and, and then ask your advisor to fill it out because if you get that information, we can really help. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. 
And Randy, just a quick note. Um, I am relatively sure that your advisor is charging you an annual fee because the, the they're using ETFs and these ETFs have too low a fee. They're not getting compensated for those unless they're charging you commissions to buy and sell the ETFs. So uh, we need to know a lot and more. And this is a mistake I see. People don't know their asset allocation. They don't know kind of what they're paying there, right? And they don't know how they're paying it. you got to know all those things, absolutely. Or the why. Yeah. Any good advisor is going to tell you the why. And if you want to sit down and spend some time with a real, live, honest-to-goodness fiduciary advisor and you want to do it for nothing, literally, Randy, you could do this for nothing. You could just give your portfolio to one of our advisors and they will tell you what you own. They'll look it over. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com, TalkingRealMoney.com, and click on the Meet an Advisor button. It's free, no obligation, no sales pitch. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital, LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. Is anybody still listening?